man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to begin at verse 28. When you have it, say amen. And the Word of God says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. The Amplified says, have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint or grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. In other words, there's no end to the knowledge that you have of God. There's no end. You, you cannot really define God. And that's kind of hard to, to fathom because to really define him is to limit him. That's why he told Moses, Moses said, who shall I say sent me when I go before your people? He said, tell them I am sent you. Amen. How many of you know that God is everything that we need him to be plus some? Amen. He's more than enough. Verse 29. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. The Amplified says he gives power to the faint and weary. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. I want you to pay particular attention to that. He increases strength. If you have a pen, underline it or highlight it. He increases strength. How many of you need your strength increase? He increases strength, still in the Amplified, causing it to multiply and making it to abound. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. That's why young people are talking about, I'm tired. They shouldn't be talking about they're tired. But Scripture says, even the young shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Can you say amen? amen. Now let me just kind of build some foundation here. And those of you that that, that work out or do any type of fitness can, can really uh, relate to this. If you're working out at a workout facility and you hear, I'm going to do three sets of 10 of this bench press or of these curls, you know that there has to be a correct position or a correct posture uh, when you are working out. Working out is something that a lot of spiritual people don't know anything about. How I many of you know that you pray 
amen, to get in tune with your spirit. We are spiritual beings, but we're not just spiritual beings. We have a soul. We read to exercise our mind. We pray to exercise our spirit, but you work out in the natural to exercise your body. So you got to take care of both or all three uh, components if you're going to live the abundant life. Those of you that have worked out, you know that there are things you have to do before you engage in a good workout. The first thing you are encouraged to do is stretch. Because if you don't stretch properly, you may tear some tendons or some muscles. You may do some injury, some type of uh, uh, injury to your body. So it is important to stretch. Are you following me? Say amen. And, and when, you, when you stretch, you're getting ready to either run or jog or, or get in that workout room and lift some weights. You're getting ready to, to develop those muscles. And if you want to have strong muscles, strong bones, you're going to do everything you can in that workout facility, whether you're walking or whether you're running or whether you're lifting weights, you want to make sure that you are strengthened in your physical body. Amen? Paul did say that physical exercise does profit little. So while we're on, in, on the earth, we must engage in that. But I don't want to talk to you about that tonight. That was free. That won't cost you anything. <laughs> There's another kind of training that I want to focus on this evening. And it's even harder than physical exercise. It's even harder than weight training. I want to talk to you about not W-E-I-G-H-T, but I want to talk to you about weight training, W-A-I-T. Touch somebody and say, weight, weight. Training. training, W-A-I-T. If you're listening by the radio, we're talking about weight training, W-A-I-T. How many of you can honestly say, Pastor, I am waiting on something? I'm waiting for a house to sell. If I describe what you're waiting for, just make some noise just to make sure I'm in the right place. Waiting for a house to sell, waiting to buy a house. Waiting for a husband, waiting for a wife. If you're a married woman, waiting for a pregnancy. Waiting for a teenage son or daughter to get saved. Waiting for a job. Waiting for a better job. Yeah. Waiting for a healing in my body. Yeah. Waiting for a breakthrough in my finances. Yeah. Waiting for some answers to my prayers. Yeah. We're all waiting for something. Don't act like you're not waiting for something. And sometimes waiting for any answer to prayer, it can seem difficult, especially when it's taking weeks and months and years. But sooner or later, you're going to have to wait for something. Wait, waiting is something that you cannot avoid. Now, when we graduated from high school, my brother and I, we went to a school called UL Lafayette. At the time we first enrolled, it was not UL Lafayette. It was USL, the University of Southwest Louisiana. But I found out what it means to wait by going to that school. 
because you had to wait in long lines to get your tuition money, to get your Pell Grants, to get anything you had to wait. As a matter of fact, they coined a phrase for USL, the University of Slow Lines. Because <laughs> we would stand in line for hours waiting for something to happen. Then they changed it to, to UL Lafayette, ULL. So it became, it not only was the University of Slow Lines, it became University of Long Lines. <laughs> You're gonna have to wait. You can't avoid the waiting process. How many of you have ever shopped? Walmart, <laughs> Boudreaux's, Aunt Kizzy's, Market, whatever wherever you shop. Amen. If there are a lot of customers or consumers in that marketplace, you're going to have to get in line and wait to check out. There are some things in life that does not come suddenly. I wish I could tell you that everything you desire, everything that you're believing for will happen overnight. But I would be a lying prophet if I told you that. And one of my things is to make sure that I balance you in teaching of the Word of God so that we can have a realistic expectation and not a false expectation. Because many people give up on God because they have false expectations. They're wanting something to happen overnight that will take time. And if you uh, trust God with your life, and if you trust him in the process, he's going to manifest his problem. But sooner or later, waiting is an inevitable part of our lives. We cannot avoid it. We cannot escape it. At some point, we are going to have to wait for the fulfillment of God's promises in our lives. Amen. Most people have a negative reaction when they hear the word wait. Because they have been mistaught. Especially when it comes to faith. Faith is not a hocus pocus. It's not an abracadabra type thing. Faith is God's word being rooted in your heart and you trusting God's word to bring to pass what he has said. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to have God's word in order to have faith. Amen? So you cannot have this negative reaction. And part of faith, the Bible says in Hebrews, he says, um, and I don't have the exact chapter, but with faith and patience, you inherit the promise. With faith and patience. Everyone say, with faith and patience. With faith and patience. I, will I will inherit the promise. Inherit the promise. Now, Scripture is full of people who waited. And I'm going to give you a few of those who had to wait for that promise. Remember Abraham and Sarah? They waited 25 years for their promise. I'm not trying to uh, discourage you. I'm not saying that you're going to have to wait 25 years. I'm just giving you some Bible facts of people that waited and they received the fulfillment of God's promise for their lives. Isaac waited on the altar when Abraham brought Isaac to the Mount of Moriah. Isaac didn't know what was going on. So he had to patiently submit himself to his father. Get on that altar and just hope and wait that God had another sacrifice. Thank God Abraham knew how to hear from God. Because if Abraham did not have a relationship with God, he would have killed his son. And God was just only testing him during that time. So Isaac had to wait on the altar for God to intervene. Jacob waited 14 years before he married the love of his life, Rachel. His father-in-law Laban made him work hard. You want my daughter? You're going to have to work hard, son. Come on, somebody. Fathers, don't just give your daughters away. 
if the person is not willing to work for them. I'm going to say that for another lesson. Joseph waited 13 years. He was 17 years old when God appeared to him through a dream that he was going to be a great leader. He waited 13 years before that dream became a reality. David also waited 15 years for his new job as king of Israel. Now, when David was about 16, 17 years old, uh, he kept his father Jesse's sheep. He was faithful in that. And after he was faithful in that, he was promoted. He, began, he became a captain over Saul's army. He was faithful in that. And then after he passed the test of faithfulness, he became king of Judah because during this time, Israel, uh, the nation had split up and you had the nation of Judah and you had the nation of Israel. David was king over the smaller nation. But after Saul's decease, Saul committed suicide, God began to bring David into his kingship and being king of, over Israel. He had to wait 15 years before that could happen. Waiting. It's something that is part of our lives. Jesus waited to begin his public ministry. We see him, um, we see him as a babe when we read the book of Mark and um, the book of Matthew and the book of Luke. But we also see him at 12 years old in the temple learning and asking questions of the doctors and the professors. We don't see Jesus for another 18 years. 18 years. We don't know anything. There is nothing about his life between the age of 12 and 30. But we do see him coming on the scene at the age of 30, coming and appearing unto John the Baptist, and we see the process. John thought that, hey, I must be baptized of you. Jesus said, no, suffer it to fulfill all righteousness. Go ahead and baptize me, and uh, we're going to go ahead and begin this process of why I came. Jesus was 30 years old when he began his public ministry. This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries, where we are committed to changing lives and changing futures. You can secure a copy of today's message in its entirety on CD by calling 1-888-727-8900. Order today and watch the Word of God change your life. If you're ever in the Lafayette area, we invite you to join us for a life-changing experience at New Kingdom Ministries International, the place where new life begins. Services are currently held at the Holiday Inn Holodome on 2032 Northeast Evangeline Thruway in Lafayette, Louisiana. Service times are every Sunday morning at 9 and every Tuesday evening at 7. For more information on upcoming events, to sow a financial seed, or if you would like to partner with Dr. John Barton, call us today at 1-888-727-8900 or visit our website at johnbartonministries.org.